Hello there. Hello there, and welcome to the latest Sith Taker Snapshots podcast. I'll be your host this evening, Will Pinner, and I'm joined this evening by Colm Brown. Hello. And Bob D. Hello there. So, we're going to talk about a few things, mainly Bob. Uh, you obviously went to a tournament this weekend um, up at the Forge. Well, first of all, I would talk about the venue. What was what was the Forge like itself? Because obviously well, we know it's quite new. Uh, yeah, it was my first trip up to the Forge, which is an offshoot of Steam Forge Games, who make Guild Ball and a few other Kickstarter board games that have actually done really, really well. Um, and it was a little location on an industrial estate just near the Trafford Centre, West Manchester, maybe a couple of minutes' drive from the, from the Trafford Centre. Loads of free parking outside, so that was good. I found it reasonably easily, but it is on an industrial estate, so it's industrial estate geography to try and try and get to, to where you need to be. But inside, they've got loads of room, pleasant temperature, nice food and drink available on site. And uh, lunchtime came with Subway, which is is unusual in most X-wing tournaments. But for a tenor to have Subway included in the in the lunch price was a nice perk. So all in all, yeah, I absolutely recommend the Forge. Um, for those of us uh, from sort of Stockport area, it is really accessible. So I'm looking forward to getting back to the to that venue again and, and playing some more X-wing there. Happy days! How many how many people were at the tournament? Uh, they had nine. There are a couple of other guys who had signed up. One of them, I don't know if he was hungover or if, or if he was poorly. Shed any light on that, Cole? <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was genuinely just not very well, so a doctor. Yeah. Are you suggesting an Irishman was hungover? <laughs> I am. I am. I am kind of suggesting that. Yeah. yeah Excellent. Yeah, I have some racism on radio now. <laughs> <laughs> the proof I've always needed. <laughs> and there was there was another of the guys uh, who had a domestic emergency and had to drop. And sadly, I fell into that category as well. We had a, a small domestic trauma that involved child number two being admitted to A and E after a couple of games so i had to abandon ship and make sure that he was okay happily he's absolutely fine so that's all good but it did mean that i played a lot less x-wing this weekend than i was uh, i was really hoping to did you lose both your games before that happened i did lose both my games before that happened yeah are, are you sure that actually happened <laughs> <laughs> well you, you can ask him and you can ask the chemist uh for the prescription that he is he is dropping in his eyes right now uh but yeah he was definitely definitely in a and e and i definitely lost both of my games uh and it was it was interesting um i'm kind of hunting for a new list i'm looking to explore maybe scum or maybe rebels to see what's good after the points changes so i went with braylon and ten num together with uh, Dutch to try and drop target locks on the, the B-Wings to help their alpha, and also Jake Farrell with a proton rocket and outmaneuver. So it was it was a fun list to play. I enjoyed the games I, I had. The weird thing was that both of them were against lists with four T-70s. Okay. Uh, yeah, first one was against Michael Upton. He was running uh, three basic T-70s, all with Heroic, together with Jess Parver, who had BB-8 to try and provide her with some extra charges for her re-rolls. That was a, a very dicey game. We'd had a long discussion just before we started playing about the way that variance works in, in 
and my dice were very much to the left of the uh, the bell curve and, and Michael's were very much to the right, which kind of spoiled the game a little bit. I, I managed to to dump six damage onto to one of the T-70s in the opening joust, most of which came from a flanking proton rocket from Jake. But then after that, it just took me turn after turn after turn to try and get the last uh, couple of pips off of the T-70. So that really slowed the game down, and it, it, it kind of meant that the game didn't go as I was expecting it would. So it wasn't necessarily great as a, as a tester of the list. But the, the reality was that the, the block of T-70s just out-jousted my Rebels, and uh, that meant that I lost the game. But as I say, it was, it was quite a dicey one, was that. So um, I'm not, I wasn't too upset by the, the outcome, and I felt like it was a good learning experience. So my second game was against Percy, who was also running 4070s, but he was going with the, the 234 list, where he was using the pilot abilities rather than using the heroic upgrade. And that one again, jousted. Joust ended up fairly even. I think I swapped a, a T70 for one of the, the B-Wings and also drained half the shields off another of the B-Wings. But then I started to find that Dutch Vander just wasn't really pulling his weight because he's so lacking in manoeuvrability, he couldn't keep a gun on the, uh, on the T-70s. And that meant that the, the damage race was one that I was, I was falling behind in quite quickly. So that was that was a bit disappointing. And I think looking at how to change the, the list and make it better, I might swap out the uh, Y-wing for the U-wing that clears stress. Which one's that? Cassian. Cassian Andor, yeah. So I may trade out Dutch for Cassian Andor because the, the B-wings were really struggling with, with the stress because they couldn't manoeuvre as, as I might have wished them to. And then I got a phone call and started making some mistakes and um, got a bit distracted. So that was a slightly unsatisfying tournament. Okay. It's, it's interesting that you're saying uh, throw Cassian in there because obviously Cassian is uh, very much part of like the normal, the, the, what was the normal salad list, you know? Yeah, there's room in there to um, take out Dutch and take a couple of upgrades off here and there and uh, slide him in and also slide him in with Leia actually there is room if I take the, the Proton Rocket off uh, off of Jake to uh, have some, some Leia action going on which isn't a million miles away from the old school Rebel Beef well, so that's something I'll definitely look at it basically is old school Rebel Beef <laughs> yeah pretty much pretty much you, you're, missing, you're missing one or two bits and, yeah I mean you're not, you've not got Wedge you're swapping um, Wedge for Jake Farrell <laughs> yeah yeah a bit of a downgrade um, I, I tell you what, yeah, you argue, argue with Jack Mooney over that one. <laughs> I don't like arguing with Jack Mooney. He's always, I don't know, I don't want to say correct, but <laughs> I don't mind arguing with Jack. It's playing X-wing against him that's a challenge. <laughs> I'm going to try and switch it to the fundamentals of old school Rebel Beef, except without the without as many upgrades and things. Yeah, I'm, I've never been a massive fan of Wedge. Uh, he does seem to die fairly easily. And the games I, I had before the points change against Rebel Beef, Wedge wasn't a massive problem for me. I'm sure he can do work, and he's got that I-6, which is, is really useful. But I think we're moving towards a meta where I-6 is not quite as important as it was. 
Yeah, I'd agree with. I, well, I, it depends. Um, I, I mean, it depends on what faction you're against, realistically, uh, in my eyes. Because if you're looking at things like um, fine against Republic or against Imperial, then I think it does. But any other faction, it doesn't seem like it does. Yeah, and I, I was quite pleased with with lining Jake up and getting the the pocket off from his bullseye arc uh, in each game. It wasn't quite as devastating as I was hoping, but, you know, you can't argue with five hits going through. No, not at all. You just can't get the double mod, can you? Is that the issue with it? Well, I'm, I'm, no, as I say, I scored the, the five hits both times, but it just wasn't enough of a punch to really plough through uh, four X-Wings, all of them with three shield, four hull, all of them with two green dice. That's a lot to chew through, and the, the 40, 70 lists are, I think, a very efficient sort of baseline list to take. And I don't think it was a coincidence that uh, out of uh, nine guys playing on Saturday, two of them had chosen to take the 4070s. Going back to your list, Bob, I'm just going to throw a little curveball in there. Um, I played a- against a list that was sort of like Rebel, not so much beef, but like a Rebel salad list. The other day, I had Braylon in it with Jamming Beam, Wedge with Crackshot, Janors with Mouldy Crow, and then AP5 in the shuttle. It beat me. It beat my list. And it was it was flown by Andreas Carlsen. Now, I don't know if any of you know him. He's from Sweden, but um, we were playing on Vassal, and it was a pretty good list. So that Rebel Salad type stuff is still going. It's still there. Yeah. He won, I can't remember what it was now, the Nordic... Like Nationals, Nordic Open? Andreas did, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So with a list very Good similar man. to that. <laughs> yeah. No, he so. was. He flew, it, he flew it well. Completely outflew me, to be fair. I'm, I'm quite new to Vassal, so it's a bit different. But yeah, he's a good yeah. player. Quality, solid player. Definitely, yeah. But yeah, there is room in that kind of stuff, I agree. Yeah. And it, it caught me out. Uh, Janor's ability caught me out. You know, uh, the coordinate constantly from AP5. When everything was pretty much double modded, you know, getting extra dice from Janors every single time, it was pretty brutal. Getting six dice to the face from Wedge at range one is pretty, uh, pretty naughty when you're taking all my attack dice away. <laughs> was was he running uh, ten num on the hawk just to increase the amount of greens? Bearing in mind how much stress he was taking with no, the, he's at, it, the extra no, dice. That list is at two hundred points as is. Wow. Okay. No upgrades at all. No, apart from crack shot on wedge, that's the only thing you can fit in. Gosh, that's brave. So it's all going off. Um, it's all gearing towards Janos' ability helping wedge and Braylon, because Braylon's getting an extra dice, and then getting another extra dice. Like wedge was getting an extra dice plus um, at range one and an extra dice off um, Janos' ability. So yeah, it was it was pretty brutal. Yeah. Bit of a glass cannon, maybe. Uh, possibly. Well, not with his dice. It was. It wasn't. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, it's yeah. interesting looking at Jan because it's kind of like she increases your dice, but she is four points more expensive than Cassian with Leia crew. And I think, like, kind of rolling back on what Bob said. You know, you said you couldn't keep Dutch's gun in the fight. Yeah. Like, I still think, even though Leia's gone up, she's still pivotal to that kind of beef archetype. I would think. I, yeah. I still couldn't see a list without her. It, it does open up so much. Um, yeah. I mean, the B-Wings, if you can do the one Talon or the 2K and then do the barrel and then, or rather then take a focus and do the barrel, 
and get yourself a stress from doing that. It enables that junk to work even with the red maneuvers. There's all sorts of stuff you want to do with them, and and having layer every every third turn would be really really powerful. Also, of course, the U wing with layer on is way better than the U wing without, because all yeah. of a sudden he's doing the doing the ninety degree twizzle, and and still getting an action. So it's it's pretty tasty. And also coordinate, I think, would be pretty cool with those ships. Yeah, he, uh, AP5's got um, coordinate. He's yeah. got white coordinate as, as standard. So he's your coordinating ship every time. Yeah, coordinate's still super powerful. Uh, what was interesting to see on, on Saturday was that uh, James Bailey uh, managed to win the event, going unbeaten over, over four games with his, his Imperial I-5 list, uh, where he was really just using raw efficiency and, and solid flying to beat stuff. He's dishing out the crits, having stripped some uh, shield away with the TIE Fighters, and then just using Marek to choose his crit of choice. All right. So what what what, are the, what other I-5s is he flying in there? Do you know? Uh, not off the top of my head. Um, I think he had... I think he's Iden been flying for a while. Yeah. yeah, there was Iden and Howlrunner for sure. Marla and Scourge, uh, I believe it is. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, oh, that right. right. The, the ties, right? Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, and a nice prize for him as well. He went off with a copy of Outer Rim. Oh, nice one. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, really nice prize for him. And there were prizes for second and third as well, which was cool. But I think it goes to demonstrate that we're just in that what stuff is good zone right now. Nobody really knows what the broken stuff is just yet. So there's a return to classically efficient lists like Imperial I-5 and 4070s. And for the moment, those seem to be the safe place to go. I speak to a lot of people about lists and things like that. And there's so many lists bouncing in and around like the chat groups and people I speak to. I mean, I'm seeing brilliant lists left, right and centre. And without putting them on the table, you just don't know. You know, I mean, I speak to people from up and down the country that are coming out with blinders but it's a blinder on paper, but what's it like, you know, on the table? And it's, it's hard to, it's hard to figure out at the moment without seeing it. And there's not many tournaments either that we're getting the information from apart from in America, which we all know isn't what we mimic really. Well, America is a very, a very different environment for all kinds of reasons. The players are much more spread out. The, the competitive environment in general is a little bit softer than it is in, in the UK and the European countries because people just want to come play X-Wing rather than come and play super competitive X-Wing anytime they, they see something going on. And the, the really elite players are, are more difficult to, uh, to, to sort of hunt down and play against over there because they're, they're so spaced out. Well, I mean, maybe, maybe we can talk about meta predictions on a, on a future podcast. <laughs> How does Wednesday sound? <laughs> Wednesday sounds good to me. With that, then, we'll uh, we'll say goodbye there, and we'll take up a discussion about Meta on Wednesday. So, Cole, it's goodbye from you. Goodbye. Goodbye from Bob. Ta-da. And goodbye from me. Till the next time on the Sift Taker Snapshot Podcast. Mm-hmm.